recording again. Stop drinking. You're drinking water. Stop. Put it. Put it down. I did. Speak. I, don't, I, I After I put it down, you said put it down. Welcome. Thank you. I'm not. I'm not stopping this time. Keep going. Okay. Welcome. Welcome, listeners. <laughs> To known unknowns. I'm Harry. I'm Carly. And you're the listener. Oh yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. They are. Yeah. Uh, so um, after a I'm... long hiatus, we have returned. Yeah, a I'm week. sure you're really excited to hear from us again. Oh, they hate it. I, I'm sure they're <laughs> dreading us coming back. I know. I think they're like, oh, I don't have enough. Like, great. This is awesome. If they just stop yes, the podcast, I'm I have no obligation to listen anymore. Mm-hmm. They were they were free. They got a week's respite. Everyone who listens, they just feel obligated, I'm sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but uh, we're back now. Yeah, we're in a different area of the bedroom so Harry can sit in a chair. Uh, tell us why we took the week off. Because I'm a idiot baby child who can't take care of himself please explain (laughs) i broke both my arms and my toe yeah how um i i had a a little accident on my bike and i i fractured both my right and my left elbow and my left big toe he chipped a little piece off his big toe bone yeah a little piece yeah, it was, it was really like, purple and yeah, huge. It was huge and, it purple, was huge and purple. And I was like, Harry, we have to go get this looked at. Yeah. Because well, at first in the emergency room, they only addressed the elbows. Yeah. And they're also really worried about my knees and my hands. Yeah, but nothing's wrong with them. Yeah, they're fine. Just a little scraped up. The yeah. Knees. My hand was just a little sore mm-hmm. from landing on it. Yeah. Having the full force of my enormous body. <laughs> Stop. It's no. You want to Harry, you got to talk louder or talk into the microphone. Okay. I know this is a different uh, position because <laughs> we're not. Yeah. Okay. What? It, uh... I, it's anyway. a full water bottle. It's heavy. Okay. Well, you shouldn't have filled it up all the way, huh? I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, I mean... um, anyway, it's raining, so you're going to hear us storming sounds yeah. out there and probably i mean you can hear crickets and stuff and or whatever those cicadas that's yeah. what they are you, Harry, said, you can't lean back when you talk you gotta get up into the mic i'm sorry i was fixing the chair okay do you need a different chair no this one's good okay um so welcome back <laughs> I'm sure you've really missed this Thanks. what's new harry well um this is our third time recording the intro here. Yeah. So don't screw this one up. I'm trying not to. <laughs> there already... was something new a while ago that I thought of that we maybe could talk about, but I don't remember at all um, what it was. Um, the Democratic National Convention just ended. I didn't watch yep. any of it. I, I was either. barely aware that it was going on. Yeah. Um, the Republican convention's coming up soon. Let's watch that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, how do you feel about this upcoming election with the uh, with the uh, Democratic candidate and his um, VP 
I feel bad. Candidate? Yeah. No, I couldn't <laughs> well, even find the words just now. It was it was so depressing to think about. I mean, I think that like if the election were today, Biden would win. But I mean, I have no I don't think I this election is just going to happen and there's nothing anyone can do to influence or predict it. It's just going to happen and what will happen will happen. Yeah. I don't think that anything there's no way to predict what any like anything that how anything that will happen will affect anything. I don't know if like Biden like slurring his speech and like I already his, love all the ads that eyes. are like what's wrong with Joe Biden and it's like a Trump ad. Those are funny. <laughs> and then it's just like clips of him going <laughs> speaking like that because it makes me laugh because I'm like you got him, right? you got him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't respect either of those men, but um, yeah, I still think it's really funny. No matter who wins, we lose. We lose. I mean, like, yeah. I don't want Trump to win. No, but I mean, no, I don't. I mean, I yeah, I just don't think that there's any. Like everyone four years ago thought all the both options were bad. Do you remember when they're like, "There's no good options yeah, if you want to," and I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. there was a obvious better choice, <laughs> right?" But uh, no, not this time around, really, folks. Um, yeah, whoever you, whoever we get, he's gonna be a perverted rapist, <laughs> and um, that's cool. Yeah, climate not. change denier. Uh, you're not gonna get health care. Um, and then the VP so when when he dies. So if uh, <laughs> right. Biden when he dies within the next year and a half, we're gonna have a really great, amazing, corrupt cop as yep. president. So uh, yeah, that'll be uh, really good stuff. Remember when Kamala Harris called Joe Biden racist in a debate? Yeah, I know. And now they're like BFFs. I'm yeah. like, remember when you called was... him racist in a debate? Uh, yeah. Because like... he's ra- racist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I mean, uh... like, so like, yeah, no one on either, yeah, fans of either candidate have, are, neither one of them cares about like, hypocrisy or any like kind of i mean not that anyone ever really did but like there's even less of like a like a facade of like caring about that kind of thing anymore like yeah i just i can't at all predict like who's gonna win i've already seen biden signs everywhere I see them everywhere here. Yeah, 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 I do. I I hardly see any. No, I've seen them. Well, you haven't been out for a week. (laughs) The past week that I've been out, I've seen a ton of them. The past week, there's been a lot. Yeah, I've seen a lot of signs. It's now that he's officially the nominee. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably what it is. But yeah, yeah, I see a lot of Joe Biden signs. And every time I see one, I throw up a little. (laughs) Why would you advertise that you're voting for him? Yeah, I know. Why would you be be proud? To vote for a rapist. Honestly, if you live in Illinois and you're voting for Joe Biden, if you're voting for him, I will never respect you ever again. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I can't vote for a rapist, guys. I can't. It's not happening. I won't. I refuse to vote for a rapist. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. I don't yeah. care what party he's in. Sure. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I know. And if you do vote for a rapist, I... 
well, I'll lose some respect for you. Yeah, I mean, it would suck to live in I a, would hate to live in like a, a very, swing state right yes, now, yeah. Because then I would rethink my decision and probably vote for him. But if you live in Illinois, <laughs> just mm-hmm. going to put that out there, <laughs> and you have no second thoughts at all, yeah, or you do have one second thought, and then you just don't go with it, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you still vote for him. A yeah. little respect will be lost. Yeah. From me. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, because you know he's a rapist. And if yeah. you don't think he's a rapist, well, then you're wrong. And yeah. you are the worst kind of person. Anyway, yeah, the whole... Com- is it Kamala or Kamala? I always say Kamala. Yes, Kamala Harris. She sucks. Yeah. I really don't like her. Yeah. I really don't like her. <laughs> I would have taken Amy Klobuchar over her. And you know how much I hate that lady? Mm-hmm. So much. I know. So much. Yeah. You know why I do respect Amy Klobuchar? Why? For basically calling Pete Buttigieg a big rat face all the time. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was good I stuff. See. That was good shit. Yeah, I, the Klobuchar seems to have like convictions. I don't know. <laughs> I, they're bad. She has bad convictions, but you know, she she believes. She seems in to be a little. I'm just gonna say, a little a sliver more honest. Yeah, she's like Kamala slightly Harris. less willing to sell out. I mean, I think. Well, was she no. a cop? She wasn't a cop. Yeah, no, she was a prosecutor. Oh fuck. Yeah, no, they're both. Oh bad. yeah, yeah, I knew she was too. I, 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 yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know if. No, she that's did not some right bad that work. She's less willing to sell out, but I don't know. Just sells out in a more genuine way. <laughs> Klobuchar. Kamala Harris lies all the time. Did you ever notice that? Yeah. I noticed that all the time. Yeah, she's a bad person. Dirty cop lady. <laughs> As. Actually. Isn't it? I don't know. Everyone was like, won't she be the first? Well, she'll be the first female vice president, right? Mm hmm. If they win. Yeah. Which right now I'm assuming they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll also be the first. What? I don't know. Everyone's. What, where is she? What? What? what I, where, so she's where's like, her family from? Uh, half Jamaican and half, um, I think, Indian. So she'd be the first, like, Southeast. Or she is the they first. they said East Asian. Yeah, Southeast Asian. Um major party vice presidential candidate because they keep mentioning that and i'm like okay yeah well you know it has to be it's they're very accurate about it most of the time too like very 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 specific (laughs) well sure i don't know i I I mean there's no other yeah there's no other very few reasons to be excited about um (laughs) kamala harris anyway beyond purely identity based ones yeah yeah well she sucks, so... Yeah, I know. Anyway, what's uh, anything else new? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I don't know. The Golden um, State Killer was uh, given 26 life sentences. Wow. He, he was a their, cop. Their trial. Yeah, he was. He was a cop. Dirty old man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a cop. That's why he was able to get away with all this shit. Mm-hmm. That's why most Ugh. people become cops. I know. That story's gross. Do you know much about the Golden State Killer? Yeah, I saw him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
So a lot of the, uh, he pled guilty, I believe, but uh, they still had all the victims and victims' families come up and they're the ones who wanted to mm-hmm. uh, speak. Got it. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. I think it was 26 life sentences, I believe. Okay. Um, That's a lot. Where was he tried? Did he get, I don't think he got the death penalty, but do they do death, where do they do the death penalty still? Um, I don't know. He would have been tried in California, but uh, I don't they know. They don't do it there, do they? I don't I doubt it. Probably not. Oh yeah, it was in California. Anyway, might, yeah. And they might not like technically be illegal, but they just don't do it. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know what their death penalty laws are. Anyway. How do you feel about the death penalty, Harry, for someone like the Golden State Killer? Shouldn't get it. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) We're on the same page. (laughs) No no disagreement here. (laughs) No death penalty. Um, He can rot in hell, though. Sure. I'd be happy to hear it if he does. What? (laughs) Just saying. Um... Well, I mentioned that only because mine is kind of true crimey this week. Oh, okay. So I think I'm going first, right? Right. All right. So now that you've listened to us babble long enough. Right. But it, I think I the reason I picked it, I know you don't really like true crime. So the true crime story has to be really interesting that I think we'd both, that you and our other audience members would enjoy. Okay. Yeah. I think you'd like it because okay. I think it's a cool story. So I got all my info from Murderpedia and Medium.com. And Murderpedia is just a big thing of sources. Uh-huh. Like a big thing of a compilation of articles about murders. Got it. Murderers. Uh-huh. And different stories like that. So I'm doing The Angel Makers of Negrieve. Ooh. <laughs> you think that's a goofy name? I mean, no, it's just a interesting uh, term for a killer. An angel maker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a, weird. Putting a positive spin on it. Yeah. You know, ever, anyway, I'll get into it later, but, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, we'll take you to Negrieve, which is a farming village on the river, on the river Titsa in Hungary. I don't know how to say these words. About 60 miles southeast of Budapest, near another town called Titsakurt. Okay. So in the early 1900s, so I, I will say, I don't know if I said this before it cut out or it, the first time, uh-huh. um, but uh, some of the detail, like if you look, go and look up the story later, some of the details, like pretty minor details vary from article to article because it's so old. Okay. Early, uh, early 1900s. Yeah. Pretty old. Yeah. 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 So... In early 1900s in Hungarian society, marriages were arranged. Did you know that? I could have guessed. Parents selected husbands for their teenage daughters. Sometimes the men were much older than the women, and women had no say in whom they married. That is what an arranged marriage is. Even if the man was an alcoholic or abusive, divorce was not socially allowed, even if the husband was a jerk. So sounds, sounds pretty standard for the time. Mm-hmm. So life in the poor village of Negrieve was hard. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Poverty was so uh, rampant that newborns were seen as burdens, <laughs> and families simply could not afford to feed another mouth. 
as World War One happened, life became more difficult. <laughs> well, in this it said raged on, but I forgot to, I copy and pasted this some. And I went back and changed sentences, you know? Sure. Uh, and I didn't want to say raged on, so I said happened. <laughs> so as World War One happened, life became more difficult. Able-bodied men were sent off to... Able-bodied men? Who wrote this? I Not read you. Yes, <laughs> I did. Okay, some of the stuff I did write. Oh no, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> what? For plagiarism. <laughs> I don't plagiarize. Okay. I do a little bit. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, no, I try to change stuff. Anyway. <laughs> so the teacher doesn't find out. Yeah. Uh, they don't care. Uh, so men were sent off to fight at the front for Austria-Hungary. Only the women were left to work the fields. Oh, shoot. This is already a rough episode, everyone. Nagreve becomes a holding camp for the Allied prisoners of war because of its remote location. Harry, what are you doing? My, my sleeve was stuck on the chair. Okay, stop moving around then. I'm sorry. Um, the Russian... Uh, okay, hang on. Ugh, I had to burp a little. Sorry. <laughs> the Russian po- prisoners of war were drafted to work the farms. In the absence of the local men, the women in the village... Thunder. Uh, sorry. I can't... Okay. Uh, okay, so, in the absence of all the men, the women in the village began to have romantic affairs with the young men who were now the young men who were over there for the war. Oh, how young? Not that young, just oh, okay. younger one, than oh, the, their well, the old ones. husbands. Oh, so the young men who were, like, in the army and were, like, coming through there? The Russian... Prisoners of war. Oh, the Russian prisoners of war. Who were drafted to work the farms, Harry. Sorry, I was... Those guys. Sorry, I was... So there are, you know, these 20-year-old women who are married to their 60-year-old husbands are like, wow, someone my age. Right. (laughs) So they started uh, having affairs. Women took on three to four lovers at a time. Good for them. I know. That's why I think these ladies are cool. I don't care. Um... I wish you could have three or four lovers. No. When these affairs resulted in unwanted pregnancies, the women approached Julia Fasekas. I'm just going to call her Julia because I don't know how to say her last name. So Julia, Julia, the town midwife, for help. Soon, there was a growing line at Julia's door for guess. Guess. Uh, pumpkin bread. No. Were you listening to my story? Abortions. Abortions. No, pumpkin bread. I like pumpkin bread better. For pumpkin bread. Pumpkin Uh, bread abortions. Pumpkin bread abortions. Oh, God. Uh, When these affairs resulted in... Oh, wait. I read that. So, yeah, abortions. She gave abortions. Julia would eventually be arrested at least 10 times between 1911 to 1921 for performing illegal abortions. Wow. Well, they were all illegal back then. Well, yeah, but... But each time, she would be acquitted and released by sympathetic judges. Mm. It was no doubt because she was the only medical caregiver in the entire village. Ah. So they didn't have... Right, if they sent her to the prison or work camps or whatever, they'd be out of luck. Yeah, they wouldn't have anyone. 
Um, so we'll get a little more into Julia later. Okay. But until then, the men eventually came back to the village after the war. Okay. And they were estranged from their wives by the long years apart and all the horrible things they saw in the war. Yeah, I bet. So the women, on the other hand, have learned to live without their husbands. Crazy, right? They're doing they're doing great. They're yeah. thriving. Their romantic flings with the PWOs. POWs. POWs. See, I, look, it does say POWs. <laughs> okay. Just read PWOs. <laughs> POWs, the POWs. Prisoner War Ofs. Prisoner War Ofs. Uh, reminded them that they were um, women with their own lives. They did not have to spend the rest of their lives bound to their drunken, violent husbands. Yeah. They resented their loss of independence and sexual freedom. Oh. Ew. So, what? back into Julia. So, I also read that her name was Julius. Julius. Weird. A couple articles said Julius Fazakas, and then a few of other articles said Julia Fazakas. But I like hmm. Julia, so I'm going to say Julia. Yeah. Julia arrived in the village of Negreve in 1911. Okay. So we're we're on back on to Julia. Back to now. Julia, back before the war. Yeah. Or... Yeah. She was middle she was a middle-aged midwife with a mysterious background. No one knew where she came from. She was married, but her husband apparently went missing under mysterious circumstances. Oh no. She came with several strong references from doctors praising her nursing abilities. She so she was her husband. <laughs> she pumpkin breaded her husband. What? <laughs> Didn't you say pumpkin bread? Yeah, is pumpkin bread going to be a new euphemism for an abortion? Now yeah. Because of this? I need to get some pumpkin bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let me make sure we're still recording. Sometimes the recording just like cuts out. Yeah, I know. Because I move stuff around and stuff gets pulled. Yeah. I'm letting them know. Okay. Uh, so one by one, they went to Julia to pour out their discontent with their husbands. You can tell I wrote that sentence. Uh, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't write it. That was a joke. Yeah, I know. Anyway. Nobody's going to want to listen to our podcast. Why not? Because they can just read all the... But they won't. You're right. This is like 15 pages, single spaced. Wow. This is a long story. They're not going to read this. <laughs> and I put some personal flair into it. Okay. All right. So, Julia allegedly told the women after listening to them, I have a solution. Bum, bum, bum. Ready? Bum, the first death began quietly. Ooh. Julia. Julia offered her first vial of poison to a village woman by the name of Mrs. Tacax. I call her Mrs. Tic Tacs. <laughs> the solution was arsenic boiled off from fly paper soaked in water. So they boiled fly she, paper. She had a literal solution. No, that's what I meant. The solution yeah, that they I know. gave no, to people but she was, yeah, was the she solution. Was, yeah, but then the yeah, woman came it's to kind of she's funny. like, it's yeah. a, I have a solution. I have a solution. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, Anyway, I do. I got it, but I wanted you to understand that I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. They're just boiling fly paper. That's, that's cool. And, like, putting it in stuff. Uh, so Mrs. Tic Tacs had enough of her 
alcoholic and abusive husband. Mm-hmm. So she slipped the arsenic into her husband's meal and waited. It worked as planned. Her husband passed away. Everyone thought it was a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So word of the secret murder spread among other wives. <laughs> Women began to come to Julia for the arsenic that would release them from their unhappy marriages. Julia started selling these bottles of poison to other women. The price varied from person to person, and Julia sold the arsenic at whatever price the buyers could afford to pay. Ah. What a nice lady. I like this lady. I think she's cool. She is cool. She never told anyone where her home-brewed poison came from, but she assured her buyers that the arsenic was untraceable in the body. Mm. That was like her main, like, oh, they won't trace it. They'll never figure it out. It'll just be like a heart attack. Mm. Mm-hmm. It'll look like a heart attack. You can't trace it. Uh-huh. But that's not, tr- like, yeah, you can trace if arsenic in the body right. long after they're dead. But she was like, no, no, you can't. Yeah, she's she's a midwife. She's not a mortician or a, uh, whatever. Yeah, mortician. <laughs> I don't know. Surgeon. So soon, healthy men around the village began to drop dead like flies. Uh-oh. That's funny because they use flypaper to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the death rate was so high that superstitious people began to whisper of witchcraft and evil spirits. At one point, there were as many as 50 women poisoning their husbands. Wow. These women called themselves the Angel Makers of Negrieve. Wow. But there were rules. Rules among for the poisoning group. your husband. There okay. were rules. Julia made the rules. All right. There's how okay. Yeah. The first rule of husband poisoning club. Yeah. First rule of poison club. Only married women may join their ranks. Okay. Angel makers cannot aid single women to poison off their lovers. Because you can just break up. Sure. You don't there's no bad in mm-hmm. that. Um nor can they help a husband to get rid of an unwanted wife. Well, uh, sure, of yeah. course. It was forbidden to poison women or children, and spinsters and women in happy marriages with no need of husband-killing services <laughs> were not to be told about the uh, about the poisoning service they uh, offered. So only women in unhappy, abusive marriages were yeah. allowed to poison their husbands. Don't, don't talk about... Which, poison club. No, but honestly, that makes so much sense. They can't, they can't tell anyone because it doesn't matter. It's not illegal, and they also can't get a divorce. So, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um. So the number of deaths. Wait. Yes, the number of deaths grew as more wives sought out Julia's services. After a while, the number of marriages in town plummeted because all the men started noticing that <laughs> if they're married, they die really soon of a heart attack. So they thought, oh, oh getting married means you're going to die at a very early age. So the marriage rate was like, no. Nope. <laughs> the men were all scared to get married. So Julia eventually hired an assistant, and this is interesting because this is like the main reason she's able to get away with all these murders. Oh, Ready? So, it was a woman called Susie Ola. Okay. Ola had poisoned her much older husband when she was 18 years old, and she would go on to finish off her second husband as well. (laughs) Ola's son-in-law 
was the village's only coroner. Oh. So he made and signed the death certificate. Right. That's and the word he, I was trying to think of earlier when I said mortician, mm-hmm. coroner. But anyway. mm-hmm. The mysterious deaths were all written off as heart attacks. One of them was a drowning because a poisoned body was tossed into the river. <laughs> and disease and alcoholism. Mm. So yeah. they were all in on it. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. This is cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a big, big old scheme. <laughs> yeah. With no real medical doctors around, there was no one to challenge his conclusions. Mm -hmm. The few doctors that were staying around the region were underpaid and overworked, and they paid little attention to what was happening in the grieve. Yeah, just a bunch of poor old drunks dying. Yeah. Makes sense. So back in the grieve, it wasn't long before the deaths spiraled out of control. Anyone can imagine. Poisoning became a fad. (laughs) What? Isn't that funny? Yeah, it is funny. That's why I laughed. Yeah. I think it's funny because they did not... If they would have just listened to the damn rules, I think, they would have just gotten away with this. Uh Uh-oh. But you'll wait. They didn't. These women did not. Poison Club has rules for a reason. Yeah, no, this story gets really funny. (laughs) Good. So Palinka only wanted to poison her husband at first, but it worked so well that she went on to poison her parents, her two brothers, her sister-in-law, and her aunt as well. Sometimes you just get bit by the poisoning bug. <laughs> once you once you poison, once you pop, you can't you can't stop. God, she did it so she could claim a house and two and a half acres of land all for herself. <laughs> all right, Palinka. Uh, she would feed her. So Palinka, this yeah. is how she would do it. She would feed her victim a small dose of poison just enough to give him cramps. Mm -hmm. To cure the ailment, Palinka would dash off to town and return with an expensive bottle of medicine. Ah. She would dole out generous spoonfuls of the medicine to the victim until they expired. Of course, the contents of the medicine bottle had been replaced much earlier with flypaper water. Mm -hmm. Uh... Mary Cardos killed her husband, her lover, and her sickly 23-year-old son. Maria Varga, 41, murdered her husband when he raged about her having sex with her young lover repeatedly at home. He died in agony within 24 hours of consuming the poison. Five years later, when she grew tired of her young lover, she poisoned him off as well. Lydia Sari poisoned both her elderly parents... Neighbors later testified that they heard her father cry out to his dying wife, quote, May the devil take Lydia. She had brewed us tea, which has killed us. End quote. <laughs> oh, man. One of the stories was you really knew. dark, so I took it out because I was like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Want me to tell you? I, you don't have to. No, if you don't it's want really to. dark. I didn't like it. Okay. It was about a mother killing her son, and it was really not, it was really sad disturbing um julianne lipka killed seven people which included her family members her stepmother her aunt her brother and her sister-in-law she poisoned her husband's rum and tea on christmas eve (laughs) wow balent sordas the second in command of the angel makers of (laughs) negrieve fed a deadly dose to a few of her children when they proved to be one too many mouths to feed Rosalie Sebastian and Rose Hoiba murdered their husbands because the men bored them. <laughs> oh, I think no. that's funny. 
They just, they're boring. Yeah. <laughs> and Maria Cindy poisoned her husband because, quote, he always had his way. It's terrible the way men have all the power, she said. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. She's right. She's uh, right. I'm going to need to start making my own food again, aren't I? <laughs> Isn't this story cool or do you kind of hate it? No, it's it's good. I, I think like it's it. interesting. Um, Who else did poison? The inexplicable deaths grew at an alarming rate. Those are the only ones I added in. I thought that was enough. You can see how the women were killing like seven and eight people in their families. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, so the deaths grew at an alarming rate, spreading the neighborhood, spreading to the neighboring town of Titsakert. Oh, man. So the total death toll in the region was estimated to be as high as guess. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you said that. At at first, there was many as fifty people poisoning their husbands at a time. Yeah. In that town, so I'm gonna say the total death toll is something like over the course of I don't know. I'm gonna say two hundred. Close is three hundred. Oh wow. Estimated to be as high as three hundred. Um. Over what period of time? About twelve years. Of oh, twelve years. Something okay. like that. Over a decade. Wow. That's a long <laughs> that time. That is a lot. So, by 1929, Negreve was known as the Murder District. <laughs> Great Before thing. anything was even found out, people were just like, don't go there. That's, Men die. Yeah, it's the Murder like, District. The Murder District. The murders in Negreve and nearby Titsakert continued undebated over a decade, despite the occasional suspicion of the police. Mm -hmm. Frightened villagers had sent anonymous letters to the authorities to accuse the women of poisoning their family members. <laughs> but there is no evidence beyond rumors that foul play was involved. Mm -hmm. All the death certificates had listed natural causes for the deaths. Right. So visiting detectives found that the local populace were crowded by what they thought were sinister powers of Julia. <laughs> An Oakland Tribune newspaper article in 1937 reported what a local clergyman had told the detectives, quote, the superstitious peasants are terrified of her. They believe she has supernatural powers and as her official capacity as nurse and midwife gives her access to every family. She dominates the entire district. These villages... Gentlemen are utterly dominated by women, and the men are all afraid for their lives. End quote. Good. So, the turning point oh, no. came in 1929, when Hungary finished its 10-year census. Mm. That's when they were like, this isn't right. <laughs> because officials studying the statistics noticed that the death rate for the village of Negreve was unusually high. Well, sure. <laughs> the authorities examining it uh, were struck by the fact that at Negreve, where in 1919 the population was 3,700, mm -hmm. which is a small town. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, the birth rate would ex exceeded the death rate. Uh, yeah. Wait, yeah, okay, so in these years, the birth rate only exceeded the death rate by 36. Okay. So only 36 more people were born within a 10-year span than people died. Right, yeah. That's it. When, in, it's usually about 340. Oh. There's usually about 340 more people being born than people dying. <laughs> this time it was 36. Man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They were, wow. Yeah, no, think busy. about that, though, right? Yeah. Like, 
usually there's 340 more right births yeah than a, there are for like a town of that size yeah yeah but that was a 10 year yeah over 10 years yeah 10 like years mm-hmm. but this time it was only 36 wow wow that's crazy <laughs> They went, yeah, okay, that makes sense, about 300, yeah, that's wild. So one woman... They really went crazy with it, huh? Yeah, no, yeah, they did. (laughs) (laughs) One woman, Mrs. Sabo, admitted to poisoning her husband and brother, and she pointed to Julia and Susie Ola. So Julia and Ola were brought in for questioning. Mrs. Sabo retracted her confession, claiming that she had been bullied by the police into making the statement. Uh-huh. Uh, the police, so the police released Julia and Ola. Nice. It was a triumph for Julia yeah, and Ola. For sure. <laughs> they now looked untouchable in the eyes of the frightened villagers. Uh-huh. But unknown to them, the police had both of them placed under surveillance, which Uh-oh. that is what is going to get everyone busted here in a second. So Julia was secretly terrified by her arrest. Yeah, I bet. Uh, she began to visit her former customers' homes one by one. Oh, no. Which the police were following her. Yeah. So now they have oh. every address of every woman who killed someone in her family. Oh, no. Yes, yeah, so she visited them to warn them that the game was up and that they shouldn't talk. The detective shadowing her noted uh, all the houses she had visited. (sighs) Meanwhile, uh, you just got to be cool, Julia. If you hadn't just acted normal. Yeah. Meanwhile, one of the leaders of the group made a trip to the capital to visit a chemist. She wanted to know if traces of arsenic could actually be found in the body (laughs) of a person who had died from consuming it. The chemist assured her that the chemical can still be found in such a corpse, even if the flesh had decomposed over the years. Traces of arsenic can be found in the fingernails and the hair. So this person hurried back to the village to inform her circle. Julia and Ola received this news like a bolt of lightning. The arsenic-laden bodies lying in the village cemetery would be proof. So they decided on a plan of action to muddy the evidence. Yeah, they're going to dig them all up, or they're going to just sprinkle arsenic all over the cemetery. That would have been good. So it looks like everybody in town (laughs) was poisoned. There was arsenic in the water. I don't don't know what to tell you. That night, 13 widows of the murder group gathered at the Negreve Cemetery. Mm -hmm. They planned to shuffle the tomb headstones around (laughs) that's a good yeah Yeah. in a bid to fool the authorities they were just gonna like move their husbands and some other guys that wasn't murdered and like swap them (laughs) that's a good idea right that's funny they don't have like a record of you know somewhere where people are buried (laughs) (laughs) i'm just picturing all these women like trying to Quick, quick, pick up this headstone. <laughs> Help me move it over here. Yeah, I know. Like, that's funny. Oh, uh, that was that's such a good idea, though, because yeah, I was like, is. are they going to dig up the bodies? Like, what are they going to do? But no, they just moved the headstones. Um, yeah. This way, when the bodies of the spe- suspected poisoned are exhumed, the police would be unable to detect any trace of ar- arsenic in the corpses. Right. However, Uh-oh. the plan foiled when the police arrived. Oh, no. 
The widows scattered, having moved only a few headstones. So they still moved they a few. They got a few, good. Yeah. The police decided to exhume the bodies in the cemetery immediately. Overnight, the cemetery turned into a morgue as doctors tested parts of the bodies for traces of arsenic. A few widows, eager to prove their innocence, wholeheartedly supported the digging. Out of the 50 bodies, 46 were found to contain arsenic. So I feel like four of them were moved. Yeah, probably. Sounds like it. They said a few of them were, only a few were shuffled. So yeah. obviously it was four. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> uh, the bodies that tested positive for arsenic included not only men, but women, children, and even a baby. Bottles containing dried up sediment of arsenic, as well as bread and cakes laden with the poison, were also found in the coffin. It was Julia's method of getting rid of the evidence in her house. Mm. So they would bury the body with, with the food the... that was all that also right. had arsenic in it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Not a good idea. So, in light of the evidence, the police arrested around one hundred widows. <laughs> Wow. Including Ola. Julia took her own life before the police could take her in. Like many of the villagers, she lived in a modest one-story house near the street. Her home had a view of the full length of the road. When she saw the gendarmes... What is this word? Gendarmes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming down the street, she took her own poison. The police found her dead, surrounded by pots filled with water and flypapers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Balint Swordos, the one who went to the chemist, okay. confessed to helping poison some 20 husbands and a few of her own children. She committed suicide that night in prison. She hung herself with a rope made from the bedding. I don't buy it. <laughs> That's how they say Jeffrey Epstein went. Well, they probably used different bedding. I don't was, think so. I'm guessing it was a different jail. Maybe maybe it was one of the other widows. Yeah, I know, but if he was supposed to have hung himself with, or hanged himself with, uh, it was hung, I don't know, with bed sheets yeah. from a prison, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume the bed sheets in the prison were worse than. I mean, well, what, what year was this? This was in the 30s, right? Yeah. They they had good sheets back then. Okay, I'm going to say no. Three other widows who shared the same cell with her watched her hang herself without interfering. Ooh, that's really dark. Yeah. I should have put a warning in there before. Oh, well. (laughs) You said it was true crime. Yeah, that's true. 26 of the women were put on trial. Women who were called to testify against Ola showed genuine fear of her in court. So she was the assistant. She was the one who actually boiled all the flypaper. Oh, okay. They told the jury that her eyes glowed ruby red at night and that she kept poisonous snakes and lizards that she trained to climb into beds of those who might betray her. Cool. Uh, Julianne Lipka, who had poisoned her entire family for the inheritance of the family land, appeared unconcerned about the trial. She said, when can I go home? They will auction off all my property while I am here. That's what she asked her lawyer. The group had gotten their stash of arsenic flypapers from a supplier. A grocer from a nearby town testified that more flypapers were sold in the grieve than the rest of Hungary. (laughs) 
Eight. I have a lot of flies in town. Mm -hmm. Bugs all over. I was killing everybody. So funny though to think about. Like they just keep coming in to buy more fly paper. The same lady just keeps coming in to buy more fly paper. I'll take all your fly paper, please. (laughs) Um. Oh man, I burped again. Sorry. Eight of the angel makers were given the death penalty. Among the eight sentenced to death were Susie Ola and her sister Lydia Ola. Lydia Ola was unrepresented at her trial. According to a Russian daily, she cried out, quote, We are not assassins. We did not stab our husbands. We did not hang them or drown them either. They died from poison, and that was a pleasant death for them. <laughs> I don't think it was. Twelve of the women were sentenced to prison. Out of the twelve, seven of the women received life sentences. So many mysteries still surround the strange case of the angel makers of Negrieve. Exhumed Mm -hmm. bodies in the nearby town of Titsikert were found to contain traces of arsenic as well. Mm -mm. But no one in the town was convicted. Hmm. No one knew how many were involved in the syndicate and exactly how many widows were still at large. As for (laughs) Julia, no one knew where she came from or what her original motives were. I think that she was just trying to help these ladies. Like, she was there to, like, she she... did abortions. And then she would, because a lot of times they would, like... These women would, like, confide in her about all this sad stuff. And then she's like, well, why don't we just, like, poison them? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, yeah, well, well, what if she money. did the same thing in, like, other towns, too? Like, yeah, before she, she came there. She definitely killed her husband before this. Probably. But I'm just saying, I'm like, what do you mean motive? I mean, I guess, but her motive was just to get rid of yeah. unwanted things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maria Gunya at 83 told year okay wait an 83 year old inhabitant inhabitant of the Negrieve village was only a little girl when the widows were put on trial in 2004 in a 2004 interview with bbc she remembered wryly that the men's behavior to their wives quote improved markedly after <laughs> the spate of poisonings yeah I love that that's her answer that's well her, they that's what she remembers they all started treating it. their wives better huh yeah. Uh, Dr. Geza Sesh, in charge of the Negrieve Village Archives, was more, I don't know, uh, quote, saying, <laughs> quote, I'm sure there are still secrets to be unearthed here or elsewhere. <laughs> Enigmatic? Yeah. Enigmatic? Enigmatic. Yeah, that was the word that I couldn't say. So that was 45 minutes. Oh, really good. 30, because we started around, well, no, we started around 12 minutes. Well, anyway, that's my story. That's a good one. I like that. Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, the you widow like... makers of Negrieve. No, the angel makers. Oh, angel makers, right. Yeah, sorry. Isn't it good though? I was like, this is a fascinating like a whole a whole village, a whole town of people started poisoning their husbands for like twelve years. Yeah. And no one like did anything. Nothing happened until way later. And I just think this lady is cool. She's like, Yeah, I'll give you an abortion. Give me what you can pay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Your husband is abusing you. I blame the women who killed her children and other family members just because she was yeah, annoyed or something. Went too, took it too far. Mm-hmm. So, about 300 people though died. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy that's that wild. no one caught it until wild like stuff. way longer. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I'd like never heard of that before. Me neither. Yeah. All this mass murder. <laughs> Anyway, what's your story? Um, I'm going to talk about uh, the wampus cat a little bit. 
I kind of thought it was going to be more interesting than it turned out to be. That's me like every week. Well, there's just less less information on it than I thought I'd find. Okay. Anyway. So anyway, the Wampus Cat is a a mythical creature of uh, the southeastern United States. Um, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a cat. It's a, it's, it's a sort of, cat. it's sort of, yeah, it's, it's sort of like straddles the line. It, I don't know. I don't know whether to call it like a cryptid or like a, a fearsome critter or just like a <laughs> mythical beast or just like something that, I don't know, people just like a joke animal. I mean, okay. it's not really, I don't know. So people know it's not real. I, yeah, although I, I mean, things things that I've been reading, like, allude to, like, there having been sightings of it or people saying they've seen it, but I, I haven't, like, found any, like, specific recountings of actual sightings of it. It's just I feel something like that people, people think they see dragons. Right. But yeah. that's not, like, a cryptid. I'd say that's more of, like, a mythical creature. Yeah. I don't know. It's... It, it's something that like people, you know, people allude to the wampus cat. I don't know, or a wampus cats. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the wampus cat is a cat-like creature in American folklore that varies widely in appearance, ranging from frightful to comical, depending on region. Hmm. So all over like the South, basically, from like Virginia and West Virginia, and North Carolina to like Missouri, and, like. I don't know, Arkansas, Mississippi. Oh, so it's in, it's here. Uh, the uh, USA. Yeah, the USA. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, early references by the American Dial- Dialect Society noted the wampus cat as a creature heard whining about camps at night um, <laughs> with un- undefi- an undefined imaginary animal. So it's a cat. Yeah, it's a, well, well, it's why a, it's is this a, a mythical sort of a cat. creature cat? Then, well, no? uh, there are a couple. There, the descriptions of it vary from. Okay. In some cases, it is a. Well, it's a very big cat. It's like a lion. Know, uh, maybe, maybe big. Uh, it it varies in size mm. from like you know lynx or like you know bobcat or cougar sized or tiger sized or lion sized uh-huh um it uh often has six legs um <laughs> what <laughs> rather than four what um, six yeah okay that's yeah six legs um a mountain uh, sometimes described as a mountain lion with six legs four for running and two for fighting Oh my gosh. Um, it's got, you know, like green or yellow eyes that glow in the dark and stuff. It's like um, sometimes rather than being hang like a six-legged creature, it's like a f- hybrid like woman cat creature. It's a, oh. Yeah. So it's like like a, a mermaid but a cat. Yeah, a mermaid but a cat. Basically so, um, a cat with woman-like features, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's, it's hmm. or it might be like a like a cougar, but with like a spiked ball on its tail. Or I read a Ooh. a description of it with like uh, where its tail is like. Or there was one story that I read in like some old book from like the nineteen teens describing <laughs> it. They they like they hunt and or they fish in pairs, but they have they have like little white tufts on their tail, and one of them will like. Aww. Uh, put it in the water as like bait 
and then the it'll a fish will like bite onto its tail and then it'll flip it up into the air for the other one to then catch the fish fish in its mouth after it flips it that's off its fun tail. yeah it is fun it's cute um, it's really cute <laughs> i like these guys yeah they're cool do they attack people though do they i guess they could um i don't i'm not i i i didn't hear any um specific um okay instances of them attacking people because they're not real um uh yeah sometimes it has oh sometimes described as a kind of amphibious panther which leaps into the water and swims like i was gonna say is it like a panther yeah it's it's like all kinds of things (laughs) it's it's all it's all kinds of different things yeah yeah i mean sometimes people will refer to a wampus cat or say like you know they hear like wampus cats howling and stuff you know just like any kind of like call like a bobcat or what are those big cats uh, like a cougar or a mountain lion or something no 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 oh. like a big cat like yeah. a big like just normal cat oh probably what what are those called like a cat that just kind of hangs out on the street like a, uh, a tomcat a tomcat yeah tom <laughs> not a bobcat <laughs> i was thinking of bob yeah okay a tomcat like yeah. a tomcat mm-hmm. is that like what it is Tomcats are big, I'm right? I'm sure people use the term wampus cat to refer to a tomcat. Look at that wampus cat. <laughs> that wampus. That's a way better name than yeah. tomcat. Or, you know, if you hear, like, just, like, you know, animal sounds out in the woods, you'd be like, you know, the, the wampus cat. So they're out the tonight or something. wampus cat's out you know, just referring to any, like, hmm. undefined creature. Okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I There are... Sorry. Um, I'm disorganized. Yeah, he didn't write anything down either. He's also just reading from things. Yeah, I know. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, it is also it's related also to the. Have you ever heard the word catawampus? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's related to that term. Um, catawampus. Catawampus. Uh, where well, Merriam-Webster dictionary gives the <laughs> definition for catawampus, an imaginary fierce wild animal. Look at that catawampus. <laughs> yeah. Or um, you know, also catawampus can mean askew, awry, or diagonal. Oh yeah, it's I like, think that's like oh that's like a catawampus. Is, yeah, he's walking all catawampus. Catawa- over that's there. how I've heard catawampus yeah. used. Mm-hmm. Just kinda weird and off, I guess. Yeah. Or askew. Mm-hmm. Um sorry. Um uh the catawampus smells awful like skunk spray and wet dog it has glowing yellow eyes and fangs kills animals kidnaps kids and terrifies all it meets so Um, apparently it does harm yeah harm people sorry um yeah prowls all around like appalachia a lot is i think tends to be where it's most uh, centered but yeah. also in like the ozarks like arkansas missouri mm. appalachia um there are a couple different like origin stories yeah. of it that are like um there's so, well there are two different like stories about the native american like origins of it um mm. one of them is about a uh, a native american a cherokee woman um who is i don't know she's 
real nosy and so like when all the men are like getting going out to hunt there's doing some kind of uh ritual where only the women where women aren't allowed it's only men are allowed to do it before the or see it or be know mm-hmm. anything about it before they go out to hunt um and but this woman wanted to like see what was going on she wanted to see the ritual and stuff and so she uh disguised herself in a cougar skin um and she like all crept up on where the ritual was happening but she got too close and they found her and so the uh shaman or whatever i don't remember the term in the story but you know curses her and she turns into this half cat half woman creature who is supposed to like she has to prowl around the woods and stuff and be be creepy. Oh, my gosh. Because yeah. she uh, snuck up on she's, some men. She saw stuff that she wasn't supposed to see. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. The sorcerer ca- cast a spell on the woman. Um, the cougar skin she had wrapped herself in became her own skin. Oof. She became a strange mix of cougar and human and was cursed to live forever alone in the woods, never again enjoying human company. And so the wampus cat roams the Appalachian Mountains at night, traveling up and down the hills, in and out of valleys, forever wandering, ever alone in the mountains. There are some who say that when she steals animals or ruins things on the farms, she's acting out of her anger and resentment from being cut off the rest of mankind. There are also some who say that she will roam the mountains forever, lurking around the places where men live, but never never able to rejoin them. Um... And there's another story where the woman um, goes out to, there is like an evil uh, animal spirit that roams the countryside, um, or the forest where she lives, um, called the, an evil demon called Iwa, Iwa, Iwa? um, that was terrorizing her village, um, so the uh, war chiefs argued that the Iwa could no longer feast on the dreams of the Cherokee children and that something must be done. Um, together they agreed that their strongest, bravest would go, their strongest brave would go alone and bring great honor to his family and tribe by killing the mad demon. Um, and so this uh, guy, Standing Bear, Standing Bear, who was the fastest strongest sneakiest smartest and most respected brave in all the cherokee nation was chosen to go out and do battle with the demon um he said goodbye to his wife running deer and uh he went out to go slay the demon um weeks went by there was no word from him um with uh you know he uh he -hmm. eventually came back but he wasn't the same he came running back into camp, screaming and clawing at his eyes. One look, and running deer knew her husband was no more. Mm. With time, he would be able to pick berries and work in the fields with the young girls and the unmarried widows, but he would never be any good as a husband again. And by Cherokee law, that meant he was dead. Standing Bear's name was never again mentioned, but running deer had loved her husband, and she wanted revenge. So if you... If you look this uh, demon in the eyes, it, like, drives you insane, basically. And and so he, I guess, uh, when he's trying to kill it, looked in the eyes. And so Running Deer went to the shamans, and they gave her a booger mask, a bobcat's face. And they told her that the spirit of the mountain cat... A booger mask? Yeah, I don't know what that word is. (laughs) That's just the word in this article that I was reading. Okay. They gave her a mountain cat, yeah, or a, a bobcat's face. 
Um, they told her that the spirit of the mountain cat could stand against the Iwa, but she must be the one to surprise the demon. Okay, let her get the jump on. Let it get the jump on her. Mm. The war chiefs gave her a special black paste, which ran, when rubbed on her body, would hide her scent as well as her body. She kissed her former husband on the forehead, his blank eyes staring, and headed off to seek her revenge. Um, so she uh, snuck around in the woods. At the edge of the creek, she saw fr- footprints, which did not belong there. Um, you know, she followed the prince, and she saw ways down the Iwa, but it hadn't seen her yet. She crept up closer and closer. Uh, she sprang and began to tear... The Iwa sprang and saw the mountain cat's... The cat... Well, and saw the cat spirit mask. Sorry. And began to tear at itself as the spirit of the mountain cat turned its powerful magic back on itself. The Iwa tumbled backwards into the pool and running deer immediately turned on her heel and ran as fast as she could back to the village, never once looking back. Um, some say that the spirit of running deer inhabits the wampus cat and that she <laughs> continues her eternal mission of watching her tribe's lands to protect them and their spirit peoples from the demons that hide in the dark and lost places of Tanasi. Hmm. So, yeah, neither of these stories probably came are actually like from the Cherokee Nation. They're more likely stories that people made up about the Cherokee just a given oh yeah like an origin story for the wampus cat oh yeah okay but they're they're just the only two like yeah I don't I mean I think it's interesting that there's this creature and to like give it more of a mythical quality they like use they tell stories about the Native Americans and like pretend they're Native they're Cherokee stories. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so that's the Wampus Cat. Um, Do you want to hear a long Reddit post about it? Sure, if you want to read it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... You can read the long Reddit post. Is it interesting? I think so. All right, then read it. All right. Um. Yeah, so this is from the r slash uh, the truth is here um, subreddit. Uh, a database for nonfiction encounters with unknown, with the unknown from a personal source. So it's you know supposed to be someone's actual encounter. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> so a little backstory. I'm a mentally well, moderately successful young wife and mother in the deep south on the edge of the coast, and have been in this beach town my whole life. You get a few miles west from the beach, and you're immediately in the country. My mother's side has lived here as far back as memory serves. My father is a Sioux whose mother moved here, moved him here as a child away from the res. Since I can remember, my mother's side of the family has had run-ins with the wampus cat. Legends vary depending on where you are, but commonly around here it is said that there was a Cherokee woman who snuck into the woods to listen in on a males-only meeting to include the chief and their medicine man. Not sure if it's the correct term for this tribe. She wore the skin of a cougar as a disguise, but she was found out, and the medicine man cursed her to forever wear the cougar skin. She now stalks people, for what reason, I don't know. But it follows me, and my family always has. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We've gotten so used to the wampus cat, we just expect her when we move to a new house, or the seasons are changing, or we find ourselves in a moment of emotional weakness. When my mother had a rough day being bullied in middle school back in the 80s, she was crying and riding her bike home down a country dirt road. 
The sun was setting, but the sun is setting, but it's not dark out yet. Behind her, she hears this shriek. I've never heard it before, and it sound I've heard it before, and it sounds like when an eagle screams, but with that gurgling gutturalness of a coo- of a cougar's roar. So Aww. she turns around and she sees a huge creature, dark matted fur, in a stance like a gorilla stands eh, stands in when it walks on its knuckles. Mm-hmm. Back legs crashed a bit, chest and head up, and supported by the arms on the knuckles. She turns around and races on her bike all the way home. She told her mom what she saw, and she calmly says, That's a wampus cat. They've never hurt us. They just like to spook us. And that was that. So I grew up with a native father, superstitious as all hell, and practically jumping under the bed to hide when we heard the wampus cat scream in the backyard some nights, while my mom and grandmother just kind of acknowledged, Oh, it's the cat again. And I've gone my whole life with this as completely normal. Even when I got married and my husband was out by the woods with me, we'd hear that scream, see the leaves on the forest floor kick up as it stalked us, never coming too close. And I have to realize that to people who didn't grow up in my town, this was a terrifying experience. To me, it's like when you occasionally see a cardinal in the trees. A bit different than the day-to-day, but nothing life-changing. My closest encounter was one night in high school. My friend and I and her BF... We're sitting on the front... boyfriend? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're sitting on the front porch, enjoying the nighttime salt air and the lightning bugs. A huge, gorilla-sized, excre- extremely hairy animal runs up to the front of the porch and screams like hell's opened up. Now, I'm semi-used to the critter, but I don't want it five feet from me. We go to her bedroom, and for about an hour, it's stalking back and forth. Here, it's stalking back and forth at, under her window, about ten feet down. Growling, spitting, screaming, rolling around in the foliage, uh, just being pesky and grumpy. Finally, it wanders off. Sounds like you. (laughs) Big, hairy creature. Yeah. Like a big, hairy creature who's just annoyed and... (laughs) Just pacing around. Yeah, just just kind of grumpy. Finally, it wanders off. All is quiet and we fall asleep. Every once in a while, I'll still hear it. It's just life here. This town is extremely haunted. I've grown up a few miles from the Fort Fisher battleground in many historic and tragic places. I have too many unnatural encounters with all sorts of things to put in one post. But that's it. This is a really long, jumbled, uh, confusing, and probably a bit boring compared to the other posts, but it was my experience with a not-so-talked-about creature. It's just a part of life to me. Hope you all learned something, and don't go out too late in coastal North Carolina if you're easily scared. <laughs> hmm. So her family is just followed by the wampus cat, apparently. Maybe uh, it's a relative. Could be. Maybe they're, yeah. They just follow, like, the, yeah. Yeah, that could be. Like, they're just checking up on them. Yeah, checking up on their family. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's actually Bigfoot, and it just looks like a cat sometimes. Ooh, that'd be good. And just, maybe they're relatives of Bigfoot then. Because I'm trying to figure out why they would follow this family. Yeah, I know. It's weird. That was, yeah, I'm glad you read that one. That was cool. Good. Yeah. Anyway, most people think that Mamba's cat sightings are usually just like cougars or mountain lions. or That is what I would assume. Yeah. And people want to, I don't know. Some of them are guessed to be a jaguar, jaguarundi, which is um, mostly lives in Central and South America. It looks, it's a kind of a wild cat. It looks like that. Oh, it they're, does look like a just like a big house cat. Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of cute. They are cute. That's why yeah. I think they look like a. Just so like a I big guess some of the cat. like they apparently now none of their 
you know, they're extinct in the United States, but they used to and have been seen at different times in history in like Florida and like Alabama and like the very southern United States. That's so what possible. I'm going to call it. I'm going to, yeah, Jaguarundi. it is a, a yeah. mm -hmm. Usually like weigh three and a half to seven kilograms, 7.7 7 to 15.4 pounds. Thing, then. Yeah, it could be. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's the wampus cat. Okay. I thought it was going to be more to it, but it's not that interesting. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Okay, good. Oh, uh, in a, it's also in J.K. Rowling's um, uh, History of Magic in North America lists the wampus cat as a source for hair used in magic wands. The wampus and, cat? Yeah, and, and the American School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, Livermorny, also has named one of its four houses after the wampus cat. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. All right. Wampus cat. That's cool. Well, I am going to move on to the spamoscope then. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, great. I didn't We've plan missed. it. No, that's okay. Uh, but ready we'll, this one? We'll divine it live on air for you. Yeah. Uh, so this one. So, you know what a spamoscope is at this point. <laughs> uh, so, first name. So we got a we got a new subscriber. Their name is Towels. Towels, great. And their message. Do you want me to read the email? Um, yeah. Oh. Pooja at rajantech.online. Okay. So it's from Towels. Towels. The message is Alabama. Towels, Alabama. I just thought it was really goofy because I just saw that we got a new subscriber and their name was Towels. That's what I That's thought funny. first. And I'm like, Towels just submitted a form on your content. Okay. <laughs> so your your spamoscope for the week beginning uh, August 24th is Towels, Alabama. That means you really need to take a shower because you're really probably hot and sweaty. Right. Um, so go shower. You okay, need to take some more showers this week than usual. <laughs> towels. I'm not telling you, I'm telling them. Okay. Towels. Yes. Keep keep dry. Um, and, you know, keep an eye out for the wampus cat. Yeah. In the south. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good. Sounds good to me. Okay. So okay. shower frequently, my friends. Yeah. It brings to mind, uh, like, football, like college football. Towels in Alabama? Yeah. All right. Play some football, too. <laughs> Watch some football. Bet on, you know, you use your instincts when you're betting on college football this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or bet on Alabama. All right. Well, I have to pee, so we need okay. to wrap this We're up. We're done. Um, I've been Harry. <laughs> I'm still Carly. And this has been... Known Unknowns. Screw a light bulb up um, better than you... Could uh, uh, I don't have my phone near me. What? I I, I'm trying to think of... Uh, yeah, just... I don't know. Uh, um, Your phone is right there next to you. Oh, it is, oh, I didn't see it. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see it there. Go look one up. I'm doing that. Oh, my goodness. I'm, we're almost done. Why would you not just have one in mind I, before I, we start? It's, it's right, at the he's end. He's opening it. Man, this is this was bad. This was a bad one today. Okay. Um, wear some jeans. Cause it's weird out there. Bye. Bye.